pretty much unheard of prior to the 1990s, the portobello mushroom is now a staple mushroom in grocery stores and restaurants around North America. The 90s and 2000s have been good to the portobello, it has been pulled out of the dark and damp and thrust into the international spotlight. Its production has gone from next to zero to billions of kilograms a year, but the interesting thing is that it has always been there. We just didn't know it. I'm Chef Ben, this is Food in 5, and this is the brief history of the portobello mushroom. Okay, first things first. When you go to the grocery store, any grocery store, you're pretty much guaranteed to find three specific mushrooms. White button mushrooms, cremini mushrooms, also known as brown mushrooms, mini bellas, or common mushrooms, and of course, portobello mushrooms. Now, other than being mushrooms, these three varieties all have one thing in common. They're actually the same mushroom. Kind of. Mushrooms are notoriously hard to cultivate commercially. Just take a look at the efforts the commercial mushroom industry goes through to grow quote-unquote wild mushrooms. They painstakingly recreate a specific mushroom's habitat in order to get it to grow. It is a difficult and expensive process that, thanks to the mushroom craze we are in, is now worth billions of dollars. Now, this current mushroom craze that we've been in for the last 10 years or so really owes itself to the success of the portobello mushroom. Now, it all started way back in 1707. A French agriculturist named Olivier de Serres, probably said that wrong, figured out that you could grow mushrooms by replanting a piece of its mycelia. Mycelia is essentially like the roots of the mushroom. However, it quickly became obvious that this mycelia was easily contaminated and often didn't grow any mushrooms at all. Then, in 1893, the Pasteur Institute in Paris developed sterilized or pure mushroom culture that could be grown on horse manure. It didn't take long for the commercial mushroom industry to get up and running. The commercial, uh, excuse me, the first commercially produced mushroom was the brown variety that we now know as cremini or simply brown mushrooms. Then in 1926, a mushroom grower in Pennsylvania found a clump of white mushrooms among his brown mushrooms. Throughout modern history, any food grower or any food that was white was considered pure and better for you. Obviously, that isn't true, but this grower saw an opportunity. His hunch that white mushrooms would be popular paid off. Soon, almost all commercially produced mushrooms were white. So think about that. The white button mushroom that we think of is kind of ubiquitous hasn't even existed for more than 100 years. Think about that. Now then around 1986, the whole food movement really started taking hold. Brown, unrefined foods were becoming popular, and so the brown mushroom started to gain back some of its popularity. And around that time, another mushroom was introduced. This one was bigger and meatier, almost tasting like meat, which went along with the vegetarian movement that was happening at the time. And it seemed to kind of come out of nowhere. Really, it is just a full-grown version of the brown mushroom. That was, of course, the portobello. So the brown mushroom, or cremini, came first. Then there was a small mutation in the cremini that led to the white version, which took over the market. Then brown mushrooms came back, and along with them, their full-grown version, the portobello. So yes, the white mushroom, the cremini, and the portobello are all the same mushroom. Since first being introduced in the mid-1980s and really catching on in the 90s, the portobello mushroom has pretty much created the whole genre of gourmet mushroom, quickly gaining popularity with chefs and still being a favorite of many. 
Today, the popularity of the portobello mushroom is just as strong as it has been, and it's now joined at the supermarket by an even wide, excuse me, by an ever-widening variety of quote-unquote gourmet mushrooms. But the portobello was the first in that category, and still reigns supreme. I'm Chef Ben, this is Food and 5, and this has been the brief history of the portobello mushroom. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Chef Ben Kelly and on Facebook at Ben Kelly Cooks. Of course, you can like and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, tell your friends about it, share it, do whatever you want with it. Uh, thank you, as always, for listening, and thank you for coming back after the break. I hope that you had a fantastic long weekend and Easter. I know that I did, and I'll be back tomorrow with another fantastic episode of Food and Five. I'll see you then, everybody.